0: welcome back to another episode of the drinking and talking fantasy football podcast good evening everyone how are you doing tonight jake
1: so god damn great you know why because it's It's uh, warmer than like 12 degrees outside. It feels
0: like spring finally. By
1: like three times as much. Yeah, it is. And it's sunny. On
0: top of being warm, it's sunny. Yeah. It's daylight saving, so it's light until like 7 o'clock at night now, which is bonkers. I don't feel like
1: I have to go right home from work and take a nap. I know. You know? Now I can do this, still be done with this. And when I walk outside, it's still going to be light.
0: Which is... Glorious! It's all I've ever wanted. Does
1: that make you feel warm and toasty in all the right areas? It sure does. Okay, okay, perfect. Well, then that answers how you're doing. Yeah, you're warm and toasty. Yes,
0: I'm warm and toasty
1: in all the right areas. That's right. I like it. All right, so what are we talking about today? Yeah.
0: So on the docket this week, we are going to do a little 2019 rookie review. Well, we'll go through some of the highlight some of the rookies, how they did this last year, what we think moving forward.
1: Yeah. If there's anything weird uh that people need to be paying attention to mm-hmm. in terms of like, you know, opportunities, uh I might take some time to highlight a couple of trade
0: targets even. Oh. Out oh, of this bonus group. material. That's bonus right. material. I like That's it. That's right. But first things first, as Uh-oh. always, <laughs> what are we drinking, Mr. Jacob?
1: You sir brought us what looks to be uh, well that it it looks to be it is. It's a small batch beer. I know that cuz it says it like eight different places on this can. Uh, but it's from Lion's Tail Brewing. It's a vanilla mocha stout. I know. Where is this guy from?
0: Uh Nina Wisconsin. If you if anyone remembers the Cheese Heads with Attitudes. They had the a song. What? They had a song called Where the Hell is Nina?
1: That's a thing? Yeah. Cheese Heads with it. Attitudes.
0: You t- YouTube it. Back I, oh. in the 90s. Okay. Yeah, they had. Um, Wait,
1: this was from back in the '90s. Yes, it found its way onto the YouTube's. It's, it's, much there's, later. there's a
0: couple of the videos on the YouTube's. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they have. Where the hell is Nina? Um,
1: Why the hell is Nina? They have. Who the hell is they Nina? Have I'm a
0: cheesehead baby in in the style of Beck. Loser. Oh, oh. yeah.
1: Okay, now you're now you're speaking my language um, here. If you can, they get had some uh, 90s another parody. song.
0: It was, it was very much a, um, you know, m- Wisconsin fox valley um thing in the 90s back when the the packers were winning the super bowls and doing well in the mid 90s there so yeah it was a glorious time to be alive
1: (laughs) (laughs) let's get back to that time but maybe with even better parodies
0: maybe if i can say maybe i will post some of these said videos link them on our our podcast account on twitter here (laughs) so that i can share the joy
1: yeah don't keep that all to yourself don't keep that magic yeah i used to
0: have the cassette tape of it like they had a full album It was amazing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is bad. If you ever wanted to listen to a full album of songs about Nino, Wisconsin.
0: Well, just Wisconsin in general and the Packers. Okay. Okay.
1: All right. right. We can get on board with that, I think, as a group, as a collective. Yes. Let's do it.
0: All right. But we digress here. We do. So this is a vanilla mocha stout. It's It's very dark. It's very dark.
1: This is yummy. Not a
0: lot of head. A little disappointed in that. Because, you know, I yeah. like a, I like a little head.
1: Bleh, bleh, bleh. Practicing doing some stretching for the Dad Olympics. That's right. Yep. Oh. That's nice. That is. It looks a little, uh, if you do the little tilt there, it almost has a red hue, if mm-hmm.
0: you will. It right? does. A little red. It has almost like a little, I'm getting like a little like nutty flavor, like hazelnut or something.
1: God, I hope it's hazelnut.
0: I don't Let there know. be some
1: kind of nut in this.
0: It doesn't say No, it, doesn't it says sense. enjoy as fresh as possible for maximum coffee, vanilla and chocolate flavors. Uh, yeah, I get a little bit of nuttiness though. But it's really good. Very smooth. So it's not, it's not harsh. It's only six point three percent, so not a super strong stout.
1: It's a, it's a middleweight mm-hmm. a weight stout. Yeah, that is like tasty. a many many pacquiao stout. Mm mm-hmm. Is that is that what he no, he was a lightweight.
0: Sure. I don't know. I
1: think he was even a super lightweight, so I don't think this analogy holds water.
0: I don't know boxing. Nor so. beer.
1: Okay. Well then, you're no help at all. I am not any help. Uh, it's delightful, though.
0: Yes, this is a very good beer. I like it a lot.
1: It tastes. It tastes like youth.
0: So, the question is, mm-hmm. what are we going to rank it on on our uh, Untapped?
1: Oh my goodness! Yes, the Untapped ranking. Uh, we've all been terrible important. about this. Can I say we've just been real bad about this? We started the Untapped app account. I don't think I needed to say app. No. After Untapped, too. I think it's actually it, built into webpage? the word. Oh.
0: There's also a web page. Wow. So. Okay, sure. So
1: we did the untapped web Account. page. Account. Why is so easy technology uh, terminology escaping me right now? Anyways, you ranked the beers mm-hmm. on this thing, and we told you guys to follow along because we'd be ranking the beers, and I think we ranked like four beers. Yeah. So we'll We fell off a little bit. Okay, so what would I rank this? This is – I mean this is real nice. I'd give it a four. I give it a solid four. Okay. What would you give
0: it? I was thinking three seven five. So we're right there. If you want to no, go right four, right. I, I trust your four judgment.
1: You know what? I think only based on uh, the parodies, mm-hmm. which sound terrific, I think it should get the extra quarter buck. All
0: right. All right. I'm, I'm with it.
1: Okay. okay. We're gonna rank this bad boy a four. Uh, you can follow us on the untapped app at drinking underscore fantasy. I fucking said untapped app again.
0: He did. That's
1: fine. I can't, I can't not. It's, it's a it's a, it's a, a mental, mental glitch, I might yeah. be in the
0: matrix, maybe if I'm honest sometimes that's what I feel like that's,
1: that's a signifier,
0: signifier. <laughs> all <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right moving on
1: let's, let's get, get into get our drunk drunk
0: drunk 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 hammer drunk 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 trade of the week Ugh. so this comes from Twitter user at Dynasty Biggs with drunk, yeah. Z makes it cool. fancy. <laughs> that's how you all know it's right. cool. So, Dynasty Bigs says traded a twenty twenty second first rounder, plus some other later picks for Lashawn McCoy early last off season. Oh no! Woke up the next morning, didn't remember at all. Oh no! Yeah. So we'll we'll just stop there for a second because there's <laughs> a little bit more. Uh huh. So that's bad. A twenty 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 two first. Plus some random other late picks. Okay, but for Lashawn McCoy.
1: But here's the good part: is that it's way out in yeah. the future, so you won't feel the the hangover from this for a real long time. True, but, and you have opportunity in between to fix it. That's but, big.
0: Fixing it meaning you're going to trade Lashawn McCoy for an other future first. Yeah, no. see if you can get a 2025 <laughs> first
1: form in the meantime. So yeah,
0: that's not good. No, but but goes great. on to say, got the other owner at. Fat post to agree to take a free third rounder and get rid of the deal. Ooh. So, so, so wipes good, out all of it. Yep. Yeah, but say, hey, for me being a fucking douchebag, <laughs> getting drunk.
1: <laughs> Not a douchebag, just a hazy yes, drunk trader.
0: Yes. Saying, hey, I'm sorry we did this to make it up to you. Here's a free third rounder.
1: I actually love that. That is nice. That's a wonderful – if you can get both people to to accept that, mm-hmm. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. That's what fantasy football is made out of. That's buddies it's, right there. You know,
0: it shows that you're willing to admit to mistakes mm-hmm. and you're not necessarily out to screw another person. And for this other owner, it shows, hey, I'm not out to screw you either. Like That's right. You know, we want some – Good competition in the league, but not take advantage of each other, which is always nice to see.
1: And this kind of thing fosters trades down the road exactly. as well. If the one guy, you know, just pleads to the league, <laughs> "I didn't know what I was doing. Please wipe out that mm-hmm. trade," or, you know, if he gets into the commission's ear and does that, that's also not great. Because look, you made the trade right. offer.
0: You make the bed, you sleep in it.
1: That's right. But this one just tucked him in yeah. with a little free. He says, yeah. oh, "That's okay, buddy. I'll just take a third from you." Yeah,
0: I like that. That's
1: wonderful. Drunk trades never end that. No. Drunk trades that bad never end that well. <laughs> so, yes, that's pretty awesome.
0: Yes. So, thank you at Dynasty Bigs for
1: And at Fat Pows for being a gentleman.
0: Yes, and a scholar.
1: Uh-huh. Got to have both. <laughs> Not always.
0: It's helpful. You should. It's helpful. Okay. So, let's get into it here. Let's talk rooks. Rookies. 2019 rookies. We'll basically go through... The first round, in total, we'll start there. Yeah, and then after that, let's kind of uh, pick and choose some players we want to point out and talk about, uh, maybe highlight a little bit, uh, just because there's there's a, lot a of shit names. ton of rookies. A lot of most of them don't matter. That's right,
1: but draft capital means something. Correct. for Correct. Uh, it doesn't mean that football. they're
0: if we don't mention them, it doesn't mean that they're not going to be useful. Fantasy assets moving forward. It just means for this year, they didn't do much, and there's not really much to highlight moving forward at this point.
1: That's right. That's right. Uh, But obviously, the top tier guys, Mm -hmm. we got to dig into them, starting with the number one pick Mm -hmm. from the 2019 draft, Kyler Murray, quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, Mm -hmm. of course.
0: He did pretty well.
1: He did fantastic. Of all of the rookie quarterbacks, he, of course, finished.
0: Mm -hmm. Highest, Yep.
1: He finished his QB8. That's fantastic.
0: Fantastic. For a
1: rookie quarterback Mm -hmm. uh, who, by the way, had some knocks against him coming in Mm -hmm. because of his size. Um, And that offense, we didn't know exactly what it was going to look like. A lot of fresh pieces there. Mm -hmm. And managed a QB8 finish. Yes. I think what was most surprising for me, I don't know what you thought about him, but early in the year, I didn't pay much attention. I kind of thought he was on that bottom-tier rookie QB trajectory of, he'll be all right, he's not going to win you weeks, etc. Mm-hmm. But this son of a bitch, 73.5% of his passes were on target for a rookie. Mm-hmm. That is actually
0: exceptionally high. Yes, that is wonderful.
1: It's Including, including your throwaways mm-hmm. and, and all of that. That's a great high number. So he didn't just do it with his legs. But he also did it with his legs. Mm-hmm. He got 550-ish rushing yards, four rushing touchdowns.
0: Which I want to – if I were to go back and listen to some of the experts from last offseason, I think they were probably projecting more rushing yards from him. I mean 500 yeah. is respectable. Don't get me wrong. That's oh, what for sure. That's what you like to see. But I think they were thinking more of like, oh, he's a running quarterback. Hmm. More Lamar the, Jackson. Lamar or, yeah. or um, Allen – Well, weirdly enough, though,
1: Josh Allen, I think, actually had fewer rushing yards than he did. Maybe I'm making that up. Let me just verify that I am not making that up. Uh, Rushing yards. Okay, 5'10". So he had right basically similar uh, to what he was doing. But do you think that is going to then increase next year, those rushing yards?
0: I'm I'm guessing that's going to be a good just solid baseline for him moving forward. I don't think he's... I don't think he wants to run. Mm. I think he's an accurate enough quarterback where he doesn't have to, where he can stand in the pocket, make the throws. I think he runs because he goes through his progressions and he doesn't see anything. So then he takes off. The pocket starts to break down. He escapes. And then, you know, once you're out of the pocket, anything can happen. So then he was taking off. Obviously their offensive line was garbage this last year. Uh So hopefully they improve that, which would help his passing. Yes. Uh, they had a lot of young wide receivers last year. I'm expecting them to probably draft another wide receiver. Maybe not super early, but bring in another rookie to round out their squad. Right.
1: They'll get Hakeem mm. Butler healthy, but do you think even he is going to be anything? We'll, we'll talk about this stuff yeah. down the road, but since he could we're be. Already talking
0: about he it. He could be. It's hard to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we can dive into that more in future episode. I like it. So Later. Kyler Murray. Uh, so my question for you, Jake, here before we move on, yeah. is there's already talk and the hype of Kyler Murray is going to take the jump like Lamar Jackson did this year. He's going to be that that sleeper that you got to grab. Which I don't know how you can qualify him as a sleeper because he finished QB eight. Yeah. But I think everybody's like he's going to take the Lamar Jackson jump this year and and you know with his rushing and passing and second year in the offense. Right. What are your feelings on that?
1: um i think it i think he has as good of chance as anybody at doing that. Um, I would say he has the best opportunity as a second year quarterback to do that but i i, I don 't think that q b eight is is his ceiling by any chance by any uh, stroke of the imagination, but i also don 't expect him to be the q b one i don 't expect him to to have that crazy season mm-hmm. like lamar did mm-hmm. but i think if I don't know. If you can draft him where you drafted Lamar last year, I think you should absolutely do it.
0: Which I don't think you'll be able to, honestly. You don't
1: think round 10 is within the the realm of possibilities for him? I
0: don't think so. I think the hype is going to get too much over the summer here. Um, yeah. Could he finish top five? I think that's more sure. likely within the top five somewhere. But, it's very possible. I mean, with Lamar, you've got Mahomes. Watson. There are I mean, so many names at the yes. top that it
1: would be tough to budge down. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean I, even Drew Brees, I think. Well
0: Brees, I mean healthy. Wilson can do it. Yes. You know, I mean there there's there's a lot of good quarterbacks right now mm-hmm. that can produce at extremely high levels, obviously barring injury. Yes. You know, so I just I don't see him finishing in that like top three unless things really break his way. But I just right. I just don't see that happening.
1: Agreed. So what do we think then about this guy, about Mr. Daniel Jones?
0: Yeah, came in at the 106. Jones.
1: He, yeah, he was, he was giving a lot of crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he wasn't. Dave Gettleman was yes. for drafting him. There. A
0: lot of people, a lot of experts, casual fantasy players out there, mm-hmm. Giants fans in general, all just mocked the the draft like, position.
1: I, I didn't like it. I was but, shocked.
0: You know, when I remember the draft last year, I was shocked. I was like, 106. I'm like, who's this guy? trade. Like, yeah. It's was just, just, I,
1: it was all mm-hmm. bizarre. Um, but he, look, he flashed. He didn't, yes. He didn't get the full season. Mm-hmm. But he got the majority of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would know this as somebody who bet that he would get the majority mm-hmm. of it uh, in the off season, And he looked good. But not great. He finished QB 24.
0: He looked good in spurts. I mean, he didn't have Saquon for a while. He didn't have great wide receivers most of the season. Didn't have
1: Evan Ingram for some time.
0: Uh, Their defense wasn't great. I mean, so there was a lot of things in the negative column for him. But he still flashed. I think he showed that he's going to be a very competent quarterback uh, moving forward for the Giants.
1: Yes. And in his time as an actual starter, he was the QB 15. That doesn't jump out at you as this elite uh, finish by any means. Mm-hmm. But I think if he gets all those guys back, or just a full team healthy, mm-hmm. like just yeah. give him a full set of guys who are healthy and they don't have to keep bopping them in and out, uh, bippity boo, then he should be better. You know, I don't know if he'll be a top 12 guy even next year because there's so many floating pieces, mm-hmm. but... I think he did enough to prove that this wasn't as stupid of a pick Correct. as a lot of people thought that it was.
0: Absolutely. So, in the third pick for the first round for rookies in the one hundred and eight was T.J. Hawkinson. He, fla- he flashed for one game, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, had a case of the dropsies. Yeah. He he had too much butter popcorn.
1: But yeah. <laughs> it's so tasty.
0: Um, yeah, finishes a tight end thirty-one. Nothing really great. To write home about, so many games. but um, you know, didn't have Stafford there, which I know there's always been questions whether he's going to use his tight end or not. But mm-hmm. with the high draft capital, I'm expecting him to have a much bigger second season.
1: Yeah, and a full season mm-hmm. healthy. We talk about this all the time with tight ends, rookie season. You shouldn't expect that much. Mm-hmm. Don't expect the world. Not everybody's going to come on like Gronk did. Um, and so, yeah. I mean, draft him mm-hmm. where you drafted him last year, Yeah, basically. Or maybe you see a bit higher. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, right,
0: another QB. Another QB. Dwayne Haskins came in at uh, the 115, uh, finished QB 36 overall. This yeah. guy is a little bit more of a question mark for me.
1: Well, because he's a question mark for his own team, This apparently. is true. Uh,
0: I don't think he performed. I know, QB 36, like that's not great, obviously, since there's only 32
1: but he barely teams. played.
0: He barely played. And he was given just a shoddy deck of cards to play with. I mean, yeah, he had Terry McLaurin, who I'm sure we'll touch on later, mm-hmm. had him, which was really the only bright spot. Running backs couldn't stay healthy. I mean, Peterson right. was there, but he does Adrian Peterson things and just, you know, it's nothing flashy.
1: But he had Geis in there. I don't even know if they overlapped at any point. Yeah, in the season, I'm did not I? sure because Guys right played of my like head. three games essentially. You know, they had no tight end.
0: They had uh you know Trey Quinn who was expected to have kind of a, a mini breakout season out of the slot. He was out all season long. You know, there was really no one else to throw to, so I I can't blame the guy for not having a great season, and he wasn't no. necessarily considered pro ready either.
1: That's very uh, true. He
0: only had the one, one season of starting at Ohio State. So I know there was already questions going into last season. You know, you definitely saw that learning curve, but I think you saw incremental improvements throughout the season where he didn't look quite so the deer caught in the headlights like he was early in the season.
1: Yeah. Well, and yeah, that was the deal. They didn't – there was hemming-hawing over whether they should put him in at all. Mm-hmm. You know, do you just stick with Case Keenum? Because what, what's your season – here. But at the plan? same
0: time, what's your season here? So might as well give him experience. Exactly.
1: So I hope for his sake and because I do think that he can be better than some folks have, mm-hmm. have said that he can be, um, I hope they don't bring in anybody who's just going to pull the rug out. Under him from, you know, a competing quarterback standpoint. Right. I really hope they don't draft Tua for his sake uh, and for Tua's sake, <laughs> truly. Yeah, no kidding. I don't want either of them. I don't want both of them in that situation. Mm-hmm. Let one of them try and tough it out and actually get some production next year.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Noah Fant uh, was the pick 120. That's right. Uh, finished as the top tight end rookie for the yeah. season at tight end 16. So like, like to see that. Uh, started the season very slowly. Yeah. He also had a case of the dropsies early in the season.
1: It must be an Iowa thing.
0: It must be. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, came on. Definitely came on at, towards the end of the season. So you got to like that. Uh, knocked off some big plays, which was great to see.
1: He looked like that. You know... There was a little bit of discussion, and I think we even talked about this in the off season. Was Hawkinson versus Fant? Mm-hmm. What's the difference? And Hawkinson was supposed to be the more well-rounded prospect, mm-hmm. and he could do it all. Um, Fant was supposed to be just the receiving guy, mm-hmm. but he looked like a really great receiver. Yes. So that boded, boded, well, Betted? beaded. Bodes? It bedded well. Be- bedded. It bedded well. That's what it was. It bedded well for him. No. <laughs> it, it, it really, it ramped up for him once Emmanuel Sanders left. Right. Because they had no other options to throw to.
0: Other than Cortland Sutton. But Yes. Yes. You can't just throw to one guy all the time. So Not they, a recipe for success.
1: No, it's not. But they, but they add guys, guys next year. They, they add receiving talent next year. Receive. Mm-hmm. Do we still expect that he's just that talented and they would use the tight end that much that he'll be like I really think he could be a top 10 guy next year?
0: I could see it. I mean it's not out of the realm of possibilities. I thought you were gonna to say top twelve, and I was like, Yeah, I can get on board with that. Mm-hmm. Top ten. I mean, really when you get to that eight to fifteen range, it's it's not that wide a spread. Yeah. Uh, so that's definitely within the realm of possibilities. Okay. Yeah.
1: I'm glad that we can agree on that. Mm-hmm. We don't agree on everything no, tight end we don't. related or most things, but we do that. How so, about Josh
0: Jacobs? Yes, came in with the twenty-fourth pick of the first round, uh finished as a season RB twenty one. Not too shabby for a rookie.
1: Again, considering he missed some time. That's already a common thread. A lot of yes. guys on this list missing time. this yeah.
0: year. Yeah. Um, so that was disappointing that he did miss time. Uh,
1: disappointing he didn't catch many balls, Yes, too. that was
0: the biggest thing. Because it was like, who else are they going to throw to other than Darren Waller?
1: Apparently Jalen Richard.
0: Yeah. Which he got resigned, so that's good for Jacobs. Um, there has been whispers that they're going to draft another running back, though, and he might not be the guy.
1: That's scary. That's scary for—it's reassuring for the people who didn't look at him as a mm-hmm. bell cow when he came into the league. I teeter-tottered on that line. I I looked at his college production. He didn't have, obviously, all the workload. Uh, but you never know until a guy gets the opportunity. Right. Then he gets dinged up a little bit. And then they're not using him right out of the gate with receiving, even though that's his biggest part of mm-hmm. his profile. That was a huge plus. So they draft somebody, say, round 3
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What do you do with Jacobs, then? Exactly. That's scary.
0: It is. But I, I like him as a Belk. I thought he did great last year, when he obviously, when he was healthy. Um, I would just like to see some more balls thrown to him, and maybe Derek Carr just doesn't like his running backs and—
1: doesn't and want to throw to him. Maybe the Derek Carr situation works itself right. out, too, and he has a different quarterback right. throwing. To so him. maybe Tom Terrific ends up in Vegas. Maybe. Dump off King. That's right. And all of a sudden, hey, maybe he's not the primary pass catching back, but he gets some chances.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So we'll see. Future's looking good, though, I would say, overall. He it's, showed enough. To, it's
1: looking murky from, an op, from a, a surrounding standpoint. Mm-hmm. But everything in – In Vegas is looking murky for that team, so he's not unique in that. All
0: right, so then uh, 25th pick in the first round was Marquise Brown. Hollywood! Flashed. Again, had to struggle with some injuries. Yeah. Finished as a wide receiver 46. Not great.
1: A lot of touchdowns.
0: Yeah, he was a good DFS play if you drafted him for DFS this last year. But, Yeah. um, yeah, not someone you could rely on every week. I do question... Moving forward in that offense, uh, I feel like he's almost like a not a true decoy, but he he plays that decoy role because he's the burner that gets downfield. Yep. Where it takes some of that pressure off of crowding the box with Ingram and Lamar Jackson, and so I I I don't know. I'm struggling to figure out what his ceiling is and what it's going to be in that offense moving forward because yeah. I just. I, th- I think he could end up being a solid wide receiver, maybe low, low end wide receiver, two high end receiver, three, maybe a- at his ceiling.
1: Can I tell you? I think he is what everybody wanted John Ross to be when he came into the league. Mm-hmm. Like not it, not one for one in the skill set. Right. Um, they're definitely not identical players, but I think like the hopes that everybody have for John Ross mm-hmm. are the hopes that we can put on Marquise Brown, and I think will be he'll be very solid. But yes, from a consistency standpoint, uh, he's I don't probably going to
0: be a much better real life fantasy or real life football player rather than a great fantasy <laughs> asset. Like he's going to be more valuable to, to real football.
1: Can I tell you, just speaking of the John mm-hmm. Ross thing, I traded him away. I traded Hollywood Brown away in one of my leagues. Him and a third round, late third round pick for John Ross and an early second. Oh, what do you think about that? Just curious.
0: I don't mind it. Uh, because John Ross did flash a bit before he got hurt last he season. Did. That's right. So
1: If I can get six games out of him. That's
0: right. <laughs> that's all
1: I need, baby. That's all I need.
0: All right, we'll round out the first round here. Uh, Nikhil Harry, last pick of the first round, going to the Patriots. Basically a lost season for him. It was that's very right. disappointing. I know a lot of people had super high hopes. Uh, he was in a lot of spots, the 101 in rookie picks, rookie drafts last year. What do you think is going to happen moving forward?
1: Like, I have no idea. (laughs) I I have zero idea. Not just because it was a lost season, uh, not just because he's a rookie wide receiver, and we Mm -hmm. always know that that's so volatile, and that's why I never (laughs) have rookie wide receivers high. Um, Another caution out there. But also because it's the Patriots, Mm -hmm. and you don't know if he didn't flash in those last seven games. He played seven games in total. I don't know what goes through the Belichick-ian brain, um, the lizard brain there. Um, And so next year projecting him is going to be real hard.
0: I think if Brady comes back, I think that's a giant negative for Harry. I I feel like Harry didn't do what Tom wanted, and Mm -hmm. Tom didn't trust him, Mm -hmm. so he just didn't throw it to him, where he trusts Edelman and he trusts James White, so that's why they get funneled the balls. Um, so I feel like if Brady's back, that's really going to hurt his outlook for the next season. But if they bring in someone else, mm-hmm. I feel like that's more of kind of a clean slate then. He'll get his opportunity, of course, if he's healthy. you know.
1: Let's, sit, let's just say hypothetically Patriots and Raiders do a quarterback swap and they end up with Derek Carr because Belichick thinks, well, right. I can turn this guy around. So Derek Carr is in there throwing to Nikhil Harry. Julian Edelman stays for sake of argument, mm-hmm. uh, even though I don't know, man. I don't know. About yeah, that. I don't know. Um, but every other every other piece stays in place. Mm-hmm. What do you do with Harry then?
0: I think he could get into that wide receiver two conversation. Probably more low end wide receiver two. Yeah. Uh, just, I mean, it's hard to project what a new offense would look like without Tom Brady there. You'd expect True. things would stay relatively. The schemes would stay the same mm-hmm. for the most part. But um, I, I don't see Nikhil Harry being that like elite. Wide receiver. He's not the same. Although we didn't see a lot real. from him either, so that's it's hard to say.
1: People thought that him coming into the draft, mm-hmm. you know, he was far in the way, mm-hmm. the number one for right. a lot of people. And I, I don't know, so I'm reserving judgment, mm-hmm. but there's so many parts moving yeah. that it's almost not worth it to talk about it yet.
0: Correct. But I I'm agree. sure
1: we will dig into this down the road.
0: Absolutely. Yeah,
1: we can start digging into Debo Samuel, though, mm-hmm. our first guy off of the second round. Mm-hmm. He's taken fourth in the second. He finished wide receiver thirty-one, yeah, which does not well. tell the story, though it does that not. does not tell the whole story. <gasps> Do tell, I will <laughs> tell. Debo was the wide receiver nine in the second half of the season, hmm. weeks nine through seventeen. I would not have thought that. Right, it doesn't seem,
0: especially with the way everybody was bagging on Garoppolo. It it, it seems like uh-huh. you know. At best, their wide receiver was, like, 50th overall. Right, because you, know? <laughs> you get
1: a target and a half. Yeah. You get a target and a half. That really was not the case. Their their receiving core was whichever running back was doing good. Mm-hmm. And then it was Kittle, and then it was Debo. Truthfully. I mean, yes, obviously, I don't know what to do with old man Sanders.
0: It's hard to tell if he's going to be back or not because he's not under contract. It no. was basically the the loan for the year. Um and they do have a lot of other young wide receivers as well. So do they keep him? It might be nice to have Samuels there for the uh right. just the veteran presence knowing maybe he'll be more of like a possession yeah. uh type yeah. guy. So
1: But so here's the question. So they had another rookie receiver come in that was high draft capital and mm-hmm. Jalen Hurd, mm-hmm. who was taken in the third round. Mm-hmm. Uh third in the third round. He had a lost season. So they bring him back, and he gets worked in the fold. Mm-hmm. One, does that hurt Debo? And two, does that maybe kick Sanders out the door?
0: Maybe I don't know. It's again remains to be seen. A lot of Ooh. question marks here. So I mean, many question because marks. because he's not under contract right now. So right. it's what happens with free agency? Do they resign him? I think if they resign him, that that tells you a lot, or maybe that says more about Dante Pettis, perhaps the the much hyped. Man, from this last off season, that's true. Yeah, there, there's a, again a lot of question marks here, but you gotta like what you saw from Debo. I loved it that second half of the season.
1: I think if you can get him at a reasonable price, just based on where he finished, mm-hmm. and not what people saw, like you were surprised right. to see in that second half, as I was to learn that. Well, and
0: I know, like in the playoffs, mm-hmm. the whole time I'm like, please don't let him have big games because he was one of my off-season targets for yeah. this year to trade for because I really liked what I saw from him. Yeah. And I didn't want the the more casual fantasy player to see it like during the playoffs when it's the only game on. It's under the lights. But he still had those big catches in the you know fairly big games, so I was a little disappointed in I that. I remember but. you praying to Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> at various points during
1: those games. It did not work. Mm-hmm. It did not work. Drew Locke, mm-hmm. let's talk about him because <laughs> he's next on our list. He was taken 10th in the second round.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He was kind of a... Uh, and a hard guy to peg coming into this offseason for most people. Mm-hmm. He finished QB 37. He barely played again. A lot of rookies following that trend. Uh, the week that he actually was a starter. It was just four weeks at the tail end. He was QB 24. So not impressive. No. From a fantasy perspective.
0: But for a rookie that really a lot of people probably didn't expect him to play at all this season, hmm. I don't think that's that bad. And the fact that he was injured, he was coming back from injury. It's not like he was on the bench, healthy the entire season, practicing you know, the entire season long. You know, So is that, is that that bad? Probably I not. I don't think so.
1: You have to cut rookie quarterbacks so much slack, and even he, the ones who are drafted I, you know, high. He was
0: kind of considered a, a more raw prospect coming in, too, where, like I said, I don't think Denver intended on playing him this season. I think they were going to go with Flacco, and that was going to be the thing. Let flacco groom him for a season, maybe two, right, and then and then let him you know learn a little bit, so I think he was kind of thrust into the offense when they weren 't ready for it, but I mean he showed some flashes you know it's yeah i although- mean I
1: liked what I liked what he did with Noah fan mm-hmm. you know when a rookie quarterback and a rookie tight end can connect like that, mm-hmm. not from the same alma mater mm-hmm. that 's nice mm-hmm. and he he had his guys, and he I think he figured a lot of shit out while on the mm-hmm. field. So I'm actually really high on him for next year. And I think he's another potential buy-low guy.
0: Absolutely um, buy-low guy. I
1: don't think there's a ton of people who are over the moon with him. Um, and, yeah, second-year leap, we'll see. He's mm-hmm. going to be the guy. I mean, they're not going to you know, bring Flacco back. It's not going to be Case Keenum coming in to steal his job, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's Drew's for next year.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, so next guy I want to talk about, we're going to start skipping around here a little bit. Yes, yes, yes. So let's talk AJ Brown. I'd love to. Ooh, man, that's all I can say. He's
1: <laughs> he was. So wait to surmise, Let's talk about AJ Brown. Ooh boy.
0: I said, oh man.
1: Oh, oh I'm sorry. I didn't mean to disrespect AJ Brown. He's a man. He is a man. <laughs> Holy cow! He is
0: impressive. Uh, finished as the wide receiver twenty one on the season.
1: Yep.
0: I think the biggest question mark for me is if Ryan Hill, Ryan Tannehill leaves as quarterback, who do they bring in, and how does that affect the offense and and what they do, and how does that affect him? Or is he just that good where it won't matter who the quarterback is? They're going to get him the ball and he's going to make plays.
1: Well, the thing is, he put up a hundred yard two-touchdown game, I believe it was, with Marcus Mariota. Mm -hmm. So the ceiling is there, no matter who they bring in. The consistency may not be, but the consistency could have also been, he's a rookie, getting acclimated as he came on down the stretch. Did that line up with Tannehill? Did that just line up with him getting more experience? I don't know. And honestly, it's not Tannehill that worries me. It's Derrick Henry. Mm -hmm. It's do they bring back Derrick Henry... Or do they go for a Derrick Henry light on a cheap deal who can't cause the defense to treat them the same way? Mm -hmm. I'd heard rumblings that Jordan Howard would be a good fit for there. But Jordan Howard isn't Derrick Henry. No, He's not going to get them off their heels like that. And the target share. Mm -hmm. Like just the amount of targets. Here are some stats for A.J. Brown. He was 61st among all wide receivers in targets. Sixty-sixth in receptions, and he had a plus fifteen percent touchdown rate. All of those things say it's not consistency. No, it's big plays. It's uh, maybe it is Tannehill. Tannehill looked great mm-hmm. on those deep throws.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't know. That, but that that does worry me mm-hmm. from like an efficiency standpoint. When you're that hyper efficient, right? We talked about it with Tyler Lockett all the time. Mm-hmm. He managed to make remain consistent, right? Is A.J. Brown, Tyler Lockett. It
0: remains to be seen.
1: <laughs> I don't know. But he was the top uh, mm-hmm. top finishing rookie wide receiver. Yeah,
0: which you like to see. Good for him. Yeah, absolutely. So who do you want to talk about next on this list?
1: I got to talk about my man, Miles. Let's talk about Miles Sanders. Uh, he finished first among all rookie running backs at RB15. And he he proved me wrong. Let's okay. just put it that way. Or he helped his coach prove me wrong by the fact that I came into this offseason saying there's no way that Miles Sanders is the guy in Philly because there's never a guy in Philly. It's Mm -hmm. always committee. Every year it's a different committee, uh, different rotation of dudes. And that was true at the beginning of the year when Jordan Howard was active
0: and healthy. healthy.
1: (laughs) Once he got hurt, though, they didn't try and shoehorn somebody else Mm -hmm. into that role. It was him. It was Miles Sanders. Boston Scott got some receiving work. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he was kind of the Darren Sproles-ish dude uh, when they just needed bodies on the field. They just needed warm bodies on the field at a certain point in this season. Um, But Sanders did prove that he can be a workhorse, and I didn't think that they would ever allow us to see that glimpse. So I'm kind of high on him going into next year. Mm -hmm. I really think that... Provided they don't bring in a big name, right? To compliment him,
0: which I don't think they really have the cap space, and they have other needs. Like they, they need to short so their wide receivers needs. so bad that I don't think they can afford to focus on the running back position.
1: No, they could still use some O line help. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree. I think they definitely have pieces that are not going to be requiring running back help, which bodes well for Sanders. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Next person I want to touch on just briefly here is Nicole Hardman, um, middle or middle-ish of the second round. Mm-hmm. I know he was drafted very high in rookie drafts. I, I saw guess, him go year.
1: the third wide receiver in rookie drafts this year.
0: Yeah, I, I saw him mainly going kind of that five to seven range for the most part. Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't going to bring him up initially. But just.
1: Why the change of heart? Why the change of heart, man? See what I did?
0: Yeah, it wasn't good. I used good. his name. It wasn't good. But I used his name. But it wasn't good. All right, fine. Any wakoozle, <laughs> um With the seemingly pending release of Sammy Watkins.
1: Fingers crossed.
0: Yeah. We'll see. Um, whether he's going to retire or move on to another team, we shall see. Maybe they'll resign him for, you know, peanuts.
1: I don't think he's in the market for peanuts. I, I think he's moving on. So let's pretend he's not. And then, and then not there.
0: Uh, Demarcus Robinson is also a free agent. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He has flashed. And so I think he's going to probably try to move on to greener pastures, get paid while he can, maybe get a uh, more consistent role in an offense, try to be the man. Um, so that would, you know, move up Nicole Hardman a bit in the, uh, the standings there in the roster. So what do you think moving forward?
1: I think he's the number three, right? Okay. So he's the number three guy. I think regardless of what happens in the draft, I don't think they're going to bring in a free agent wide receiver. So if they draft somebody, fine. I think it's still in order. It's still Kelsey, Tyreek, mm-hmm. and then Hardman. Mm-hmm. But the number three there, provided that you're consistent and and not Sammy Watkins, right. can
0: produce. Well, and he definitely flashed. Like He definitely had his games where he flashed and he looks— freaking terrific
1: part of it is still how do you treat him if you're the chiefs do you still use him so much on special teams Mm -hmm. that's almost the thing that i don't like is how much he's used on special teams it can work well and fine but that also creates more injury risk Mm -hmm. which i hate um but i think as the number three target there most of everything else is going to stay the same provide maybe a backfield change but um i think that that Puts him in a good spot mm-hmm. i don 't think he'll ever give you consistency. I think he can be uh, a good wide receiver three and if you have him in your flex, I think that you are going to be so so happy next year. all right, those are my thoughts
0: right now. who do you got next? I just who do want, you to, want to, do a to talk about a
1: teensy bit about J.J. or Ars- Sega Ars- whiteside okay. we talk so much about the warm bodies not being there in Philly. Mm-hmm. Jay Jaw, I loved you coming into the season.
0: he looked. So bad, though.
1: He was terrible. I mean, he was outright terrible. Everybody on that team looked terrible on occasion. Uh, Unless you're Nelson Aguilar, then you look terrible on pretty much all but one play. (laughs) But he didn't do anything with the opportunities. Mm -hmm. It was a really big disappointment. I thought he was Alshon.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: heir apparent, basically. Like, he was coming in to fill that role. (laughs) I don't know, man. I'm still buying him just for the sake that he's so cheap. And he had so many people gaga over him coming into the offseason. It could just be rookie shakes. Right. And I'm willing to invest you know, a third-round pick in him, which is pretty much what you can get him for right now. I'm totally willing to try that with mm-hmm. him because no matter who they bring back, I don't think they're bringing
0: Alshon back. Right. Well, you know they're not going to drop him. No. No. So, it, so he's going to get the opportunity again.
1: So I'll give him another shot on my roster you know mm-hmm. just because I don't I don't want to see him on anybody else's roster because right. right? I think he could blow up.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, and then we'll um finish off the second round here with uh little DK Metcalf talk. Uh, finished as wide receiver 33 on the season. Um he really impressed me this I'm like, this last year. Um you know, he seemed to pick up the route tree a lot better than people expected, uh, and just really looked comfortable in that offense, and yeah. looked comfortable on the field. Like he didn't seem like he was a rookie at all. Like he played yeah. like he's been in the league a couple of years, and and really did the work and did well. Like he really impressed me. And if there was a way I could get him on my team, I would do it. Oh. But I think it's going to take a lot at this point, yes, uh, to be able to pry him off of someone's team.
1: But, and I don't even think it would be buying high. But mm-hmm. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot, though. Right. Because I do think that he'll probably maintain that mm-hmm. level of production for you. But the buy low window is done. That's over. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he never looked like the game was too big for him. Or, no. got, you know, freaked out. He, or maybe the first couple of games you saw that he had a couple of drops in the end zone. Yeah. Um, they weren't easy peasy catches, but right. you know ones that a, a wide receiver should make. One you
0: expected a beast man like him to come down a with.
1: Full fucking beast man. Um, but I mean, he did exceptionally mm-hmm. well. Yeah. I cannot, I cannot say enough how wrong I was about mm-hmm.
0: him. Yeah, same here. I was not high on him as I should have been, and indeed, that's going to change this next year.
1: <laughs> you know, a guy who I was kind of high on but I regrettably had very few shares mm. of, Deontay Johnson.
0: Deontay mm-hmm. Johnson
1: uh, was the, the second pick in the third round for Pittsburgh. He only finished as the wide receiver 41. Okay, it's not that's not amazing. But when you see what he did with multiple backup quarterbacks, I'm just going to say it, real, real trash mm-hmm. quarterbacks from oh, an yeah. NFL Awful. perspective. Again, we say this all the time, yes, are they better than me?
0: Sure.
1: 100%. Sure. Sure. But in terms of all of the other qualified candidates, no, not so much. Uh, but the fact that he was constantly pulling them out of mm-hmm. games, like from a real football perspective, he was jetting down the field, looked like a speedster, but with just the most just soft hands, just the softest of hands, some of those catches. And I am not writing off James Washington, um, who is in his second year. Mm -hmm. in pittsburgh nor am i writing off juju who is in now his third year Mm -hmm. but you do have to wonder what kind of prominent role deontay gets with big ben back Mm -hmm. um is he what juju was in juju's rookie year now that he has somebody like a firm number one to Mm -hmm. play off of with a with his quarterback there i kind of think so so he's another guy who i'd put up in that you know wide receiver three range
0: for next Mm year all right so this the next player I want to talk about. Um, finished okay on the season, but I think was a big disappointment overall. So this is Mr. David Montgomery. No, no. Finished as RB24, so he's running back two. That's right. That's, that's respectable. Those
1: are how the math works out.
0: But I think was a big disappointment when it came to his week in and week out production. People had such high expectations for him myself included. I was all in on him. I loved the landing spot. Uh the Bears traded up into the 3rd round to pick him when they did. I know. Uh which was the clue like, "Oh, he's going to be very involved," which he was, too bad the offense was garbage and couldn't do anything. So bad. <laughs> uh, so, I, people are down on him right now. I feel like you could if you wanted to, you could get him at a discount. For sure. I mean, he finished as RB2. I think he has high RB2 upside as a ceiling. I don't know that he'd ever get into the RB1 category. But I think he can do better than he did this season, all things considered.
1: I I fully agree. I fully agree. In fact, I agree so much that I did just trade for him last week.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah,
1: I traded away Calvin Ridley. Who I love as a player, but I don't think he'll ever be that true top tier guy. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be very good, but I I wanted David Montgomery on my roster, so I got him and Foster Moreau and Kahlil Waring. Some guys on this list, by the mm-hmm. way, who are were rookie tight ends that I think could make a leap here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm I'm sold on David Montgomery. I think it was a bad experience for that whole team outside of Allen Robinson. correct? Um, but I think a lot of that gets yeah, – not too much of it. We don't want too much of it to cor- get corrected as Packers homers. But some of it will get corrected. It will, absolutely. And I do think with the Mike Davis clarity, mm-hmm. like that's gone. We exactly. don't have to worry about that. It's just him and Tariq at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think it will stay that way. I think it will be great.
0: Yeah. All right, Jake. Who's next on your list? We got to
1: talk about Singletary. Mm -hmm. We got to talk about Devin Singletary, uh, drafted middle of the third for the Buffalo Bills, finished RB32. Mm -hmm. This is despite having old man Gore there, the Infinity Stone.
0: For part of the season.
1: Also correct. So, injuries, that old son of a bitch in front of him, uh, and a team that was not um, exactly committed to handing off the ball all the time. Mm -hmm. Because Josh Allen is there. And Josh Allen isn't as friendly, it doesn't seem like, to running backs as Lamar Jackson is to running Mm -hmm. backs for some reason. I don't understand why. But all that aside, I don't know who they bring in.
0: I don't think they will. I mean, they invested a fairly high draft pick on him. Third round is an insignificant draft capital.
1: And the mofo broke tackles Mm -hmm. like
0: nobody. I think he looked really well, really good, and really as the season went on. Got more comfortable and you could see some confidence building where he yeah. was running better, hitting holes better, uh, got more familiar with the offense maybe, and just um, really showed that he's a capable running back.
1: He's a, he's a short, uh, condensed running back, mm-hmm. but he's a fierce son of a bitch. Yeah, I would love
0: to have him as my running back, too, on my roster.
1: Absolutely. I would go zero RB with a running back like Devin Singletary to get him as my number one, honestly, if it was the right circumstance. But, yeah, I'd be fine with that.
0: Okay. Who else do you want to talk about? Um, I think we need to just touch on this briefly. Uh, Terry McLaurin finished as a wide receiver 29. The question is, kind of as we alluded to talking about Haskins earlier in the episode— does the offense take a step forward is haskins still going to be the quarterback moving forward do they get some other weapons on the offense to maybe take some of that pressure off of him there's so many question marks right now that is he gonna he obviously finished well he finished yeah. as a wide receiver two uh three, three. i know math
1: math is very difficult
0: and i'm halfway through this uh Vanilla mocha stout here through so. this
1: tasty vanilla mocha stout yeah, yeah. from
0: Lion's Tale. That's right. So, uh, yeah, finishes a wide receiver three. Thank you. I like. I think we everyone liked what we saw from him. He definitely again had some very big games I was and surprised. flashed early. Yes, but tailed off towards the end of the season. So with Haskins, right?
1: The splits with Haskins are what's worrisome. Mm-hmm. But it's just, do you think that that's the same Haskins you get next year? And is Haskins the only quarterback next year? Again, hard to say.
0: I'm going to be be holding off, waiting to hear kind of the drumbeat out of training camp. Mm -hmm. Uh, With it being a new coaching staff there, depending on what they do in the draft, if they get a quarterback or maybe they pick up one of them in free agency, I'm just going to kind of hold for now. Uh, He's got all the talent in the world. He showed that, but it's just a matter of, Is the offense going to be able to take a step forward this this next year? I don't know.
1: Honestly, even if it can stay stagnant, I think that would be all right for Mm -hmm. him. Stagnant from like a year perspective, not just how it ended, but from like a total year perspective, Mm -hmm. if you can get that same guy, cool, sign me up because I'm -hmm. I'm fine with that. Um, I just want to quickly touch on – we mentioned this briefly, but the rookie tight end class here, especially all these guys who were day two picks – these second, third round guys who just either never got the opportunity or were injured or or just looked like rookie tight ends. So, Irv Smith, Drew Sample, um, Josh Oliver, Jay Sternberger, Kahale Waring, Dawson Knox, we can throw Foster Moreau in there. All of these guys, I think, have great opportunities next year. Mm-hmm. And this is when we talked about our beer bet with Mike Izeki. This is why I thought It's reasonable that he doesn't finish in the top 15. I thought that that's a possibility Mm -hmm. because of guys like this because every one of them is on a team that needs them, has the draft capital to support it, and has the athletic profile to support it. Like they're all none of these guys are scrubs so in the situations that they're in yes most of them did nothing this year Mm -hmm. or next to nothing but I don't think you bail on these guys. I think this is the time to go buy these guys.
0: Okay. So let's kind of go through these last few rounds here of the uh, NFL draft a little bit quicker. Anyone? Speed round? Yes, yeah, speed round. Speed round. Okay. Anyone you specifically from rounds four on you want to talk about here?
1: I'm very interested in Bryce Love. Okay. I hate that we're talking so much about Washington because it was such a garbage show, <laughs> but, but it's also those bad teams have the most room for improvement. And Chris Thompson, so Bryce Love running back, drafted by, by Washington. Chris Thompson's gone. I mean, that's, that's a foregone conclusion. Uh, Darius guys can't stay healthy. They're bringing back Adrian Peterson, which means it's unlikely that they go super hard in the draft or free agency for guys. I think there's a world where he steps in, especially if Geist can't stay healthy, mm-hmm. and Bryce Love becomes the receiving running back, maybe like Chris Thompson used to be for that season and a half where he was healthy, You know, which is very usable for fantasy. I mean, you want those target hogs, so
0: he's a guy to keep an, an eye on. Okay. Who else you got? Come on. Lay, lay a few on me here.
1: All right. Perfect. Uh, I'll, I'll lay a few on you. How about Raquel Armstead? Uh, drafted at the top of the fifth round by Jacksonville. Leonard Fournette, I don't know what they do with Lenny. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is leaving town. Lenny seems like the kind of guy who would test a holdout. It's the only thing that, that it makes me nervous. He's going into his last year of the rookie contract. Does he Does he do that? Does he test those waters? He also has the injury history to be worried about.
0: He was not injured last year. He
1: wasn't. That's very true. But prior to this past year, he didn't play a whole bunch. Right. Uh, Or when he played, it was always, will he, won't he? Right. He's on the injury report. He's off the injury report. Mm -hmm. It didn't even seem like they had confidence in playing him. So he's a guy to keep an eye on. We saw the flashes of receiving work that he could do, and it was great. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I'm interested. Okay. Also very interested in Hunter Renfro. I think a lot of people are. He
0: really flashed second half of the season. He looked amazing Mm -hmm. in the second
1: half of the season. After the bye week, so after week six, so seven on, he was on pace for 74 receptions, over 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns. If you give him a quarterback like Tom Brady, Mm -hmm. or even if you keep his quarterback this season— uh, I don't know, Tyrell, Tyrell Williams situation, but they don't have another wide
0: receiver. Mm-hmm. They just Well, don't. they just picked Tyrell up in the offseason last year. So right. I'm assuming he's going to be on the team for another year or two, just probably based on contract alone.
1: Yeah, I didn't look at his out. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know if they have an out or, or would want to use it, for that matter. Um, but couldn't you picture him being the new best bud mm-hmm. of the Tom Brady Absolutely. over the middle there? He's the next Julian Edelman. Yeah
0: all of those white re- wide receivers.
1: <laughs> uh, the only other guy that I really want to talk about, and I know you do too, though, mm-hmm. so I'm going to hand the baton off to you after I just make my first compliment, is Darius Slayton.
0: Oh, where I thought f- it was Easton Stick. It was, Damn.
1: I'm sorry. You'll have to wait to talk
0: about okay. Easton again.
1: I know. I know <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> but Darius Slayton, where
0: the fuck you come from? I know. Where the fuck did you come Drafted from? Drafted at the very end of the... The fifth round, as yeah. far as skill position players go. That's right. Yeah. By, by the Giants. Mm-hmm. Finishes wide receiver 37. I mean, what? Yeah, just outside of wide receiver three territory. Like, that's really good for a guy drafted so late that no one was expecting anything from. No, nope. I mean, really oh, came out of nowhere. I had on my
1: taxi squad for about half the year and then traded him like a fucking dummy. Uh, but, but here's the thing about Slayton. The only question I have. I'm very curious about what you think. Is it a function of not having anybody healthy that he got so much work? And he got a lot of touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Do you think if they get the squad healthy that he remains at that level?
0: It's hard to say because um, we know Shepard. Mm-hmm. When he plays, he's been solid. solid. Yes. yes. Not great, but no, solid. No, he's been solid. I think at this point everyone knows he's basically one concussion away from being done in the NFL, which is sad to say because he's very young. So there's that. Golden Tate, he's getting up there. He doesn't produce like he used to, maybe more of a possession-type receiver at this point, Uh, more of the savvy veteran. There you go. uh, The wily veteran. So I, I feel like Slayton could step into that number two wide receiver role i still think Shepard would be the number one overall where then maybe golden tate slides into the slot yeah so so could his production be there yes i mean slayton and uh daniel jones are both rookies so maybe they were building a little chemistry last year They were there rookies. in the lab cooking it up that's right so i mean i don't think we saw his ceiling by any stretch of the imagination uh just Again, like you said, with the rest of the receiving core, Ingram coming back, what does the offense do? Does it take a step forward?
1: You have to think it does.
0: You, you would think so, but right. again, no guarantees out there. Yeah. Um, but I'm very interested in him for next season.
1: Okay, can I piggyback on that? Mm-hmm. The first guy from the sixth round here that we're going to talk about, taking in the third pick, sixth round, Caden Smith, rookie tight end, mm-hmm. the rookie tight end can't stop talking about him, apparently. We're I hate talking about tight ends, unless they're rookies, end. evidently. You yeah, know, because they're the tightest tight defense. Um, that was creepy. But Caden Smith. Okay, Rhett Ellison retired. Mm-hmm. Evan Ingram is rumored to be on the trade block because they don't think he can stay healthy.
0: Which he can't stay healthy.
1: To this point, <laughs> he
0: does not. So, And he balled out pretty good last year, Caden Smith. Like he When he had the opportunity, solid. he looked pretty good. Th- he was real so, solid. So, Finishes the tight end 35,
1: that means nothing. He barely played, um, except for a few games where Evan Ingram was out. I think six games or so. Mm -hmm. And then Red Allison took some share away from him. There's no draft capitals to support this, but in terms of a flyer... Right now, like I'm mm-hmm. talking right, right now. If you wanted to go to your waiver wire, if you wanted to go send out a trade offer, I think it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. I've picked him up in all of my leagues, I think, as of four days ago. Nice. I got him once that—even before the Red Allison news. Once I heard Evan Ingram might not be coming mm-hmm. back, I'm going to take a stab. Yeah, why not? So, anyways. But— there's a name right after him. That That's w-
0: right. How I, can we not talk about it's him? It's
1: unfortunate that we waited this long to talk about him.
0: It's the mustache himself. Gardner Minshew. Gardner Finished Cashew. as the QB19, but, man, he is exciting to watch. He's fun. He's so got a so great mustache.
1: Fun. You want to know who he honestly reminds me of a little bit? You're probably not going to like this, but Jim McMahon...
0: Oh, yeah. Got a little bit of that. Just
1: like the attitude, Mm -hmm. the
0: fun. The swagger. I don't
1: give a fuck. (laughs) That's right.
0: Um, What do you think is going to happen with Jacksonville? Do you think they're going to trade Nick Foles? They can't cut him because the cap hit would be ridiculous.
1: But I don't know who takes on that contract. Right. The contract is – it reminds me so much of Brock Osweiler. Mm-hmm. I'm not the first person to acknowledge this, but it's it's Brock Osweiler. Mm-hmm. So that didn't work out for anybody. Is anybody going to be dumb enough to take on somebody who still has not played a full season as a concrete starter? Right. And done really well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, is somebody going to take that on?
0: I don't know. Maybe Maybe there's an offset in there where Jacksonville says we'll pay part of the salary mm-hmm. just to help ease that burden a little bit sure uh, but I feel like new Gardner 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 you just it, shrunk it I yeah did. you did
1: a full uh, yeah. uh, Benefer yeah. on him but with his own name
0: yes which is weird uh, that Gardner <laughs> I feel like he's going to be the starter going into the next season how can you not he sold jerseys he, he got excitement around the team which has had none
1: <laughs> <laughs> seriously and they have nobody coming back that's right you could get mm-hmm. butts in the seats with that mm-hmm. guy and you could collect some wins with that guy, and
0: he flashed he showed he showed enough, I think, as a rookie mm-hmm. that that he's worth investing more in and being the starter
1: I agree w- Why fuck around w- where Where are you going to go get this savior at I guess if and do you really think Foles
0: is that much of an upgrade over him? no no me either
1: i don't I've been saying that since everybody signed him. Since the Eagles mm-hmm. wanted, you know, considering re-sign him. Mm-hmm. For fantasy, he flashes uh, for, like, a game. Nick Foles, Um For real life, he's better than that, obviously, but not by a lot. No. So I, I'm, I'm not on it. Okay. Uh, let me throw out a name to you. All right. Again, rapid fire. Travis Homer. Okay. He's running back drafted by the Seattle Seahawks. The only reason I even bring him up is because he has two guys in front of him who can't stay on the field. Chris Carson. Mm-hmm. Rashad Penny, draft capital has proven not to be an issue in Seattle. Right. They play the best guys. Right.
0: Well, Penny's going to be out for maybe this whole next season because his injury happened so late. They're worried about it. Yes. Uh, Carson is expected to be back from from all reports so far. Expected to be healthy for training camp, ready to go. Yep. Um, so that's a bonus. It's a bonus there. for a
1: Homer in my perspective. Right? Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Because. Carson being ready for Week 1 doesn't mean that Carson's going to be ready for right. Week 1. You know, expect expectation could actually do really well for Travis, mm-hmm. a guy like Travis Homer, cuz then maybe they don't go bonkers in the draft or free agency right. bringing right. somebody in. You know, they 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 went digging for Marshawn last year. There's not another Marshawn in the in the wings unless
0: unless you, it's actually Marshawn. No, do you <laughs> think they're
1: bringing Frank Gore?
0: No. Oh, oh god,
1: they would do it though, wouldn't they?
0: They might. You never know.
1: Oh, no. Either way, I, just as a late round dart mm-hmm. thrill guy. Absolutely. Getting this End deep of your bench it, for
0: a dynasty league. Yeah. Throw Someone. them on your taxi squad. See what happens.
1: Can we make fun of Darwin Thompson now? Sorry, not Darwin Thompson. The people who thought that Darwin Thompson was the guy.
0: Sure, we can.
1: Okay, all I want to say is y'all were wrong.
0: You just want to give him a big, ha
1: ha. I I do. I want to go full Nelson on him. Uh yeah, Darwin Thompson, sorry guys, who spent like a first round pick to get him. Yeah,
0: that's unfortunate. I will say though in the playoffs he did get a little bit more play. Um they did the Chiefs did trust him. He made a few plays in the Super Bowl actually, so yep. maybe he was just slow to catch on to the offense. I have to imagine Andy Reid has a fairly complex offense, sure. offensive scheme. Sure. Probably expects his running backs to be able to do a lot of pass blocking and pass protection. And to so, be able
1: to make a dynamite paella. Right. That is a requirement I think for even suiting up.
0: So with all that being said, maybe it just took him a while to get up to speed. So maybe with the second offseason here that maybe he'll, he'll have more of a role. I'm not going to say he's going to be the breakout like everyone expected him to be mm-hmm. going into this past season. But I do expect him to be more involved this upcoming season.
1: Counterpoint. He didn't catch on. LaShawn McCoy just caught off. And so they were desperate and they threw him in there.
0: That could be as well.
1: But also this is the absolute cheapest you would mm-hmm. ever get him. He's mm. probably on a lot of people's waiver wires at this point. Honestly. Maybe. Unless you well, truth or dynasty?
0: To do that. I don't yeah, think that's so. True. But uh, you never know. He could be out there. So take a look.
1: You should take a look. Otherwise, you can scrape him up. Is there anybody in the seventh round, anybody at all that you want to talk about? <sighs> not really.
0: Not for me. No. Okay. No, there's no one out there.
1: Perfect. But there is one name that we have to talk about. Yes. That undrafted. did make a draft.
0: Undrafted.
1: Oh, oh, it gets my heart racing just when you hear undrafted mm-hmm. and then you see the kind of stats that mm-hmm. the undrafted guy put up. Yes. We're talking about Preston Williams. Yes. If he hadn't
0: figured it out by now.
1: (laughs) The only undrafted guy we're talking about for real. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although there's two names on this list. Both of them went to the Dolphins. He's the only one we're going to talk about. That's right. So Preston Williams, what do you make of him for next year?
0: I think he's the real deal. I I know there's teams that um, liked his production out of college and – he had a lot of off-field issues. Yes. So that's why he went undrafted. Had he stayed clean, quote-unquote clean, whatever that means for college. Right. Didn't get yeah, into, sure. didn't get into law enforcement trouble. <laughs> had that happened, he would have been probably a mid-round pick. But I think, I think he dropped fair. that much just because of that off-field stuff. I think he proved this off, you know, this year that he could stay out of trouble. He kind of put that behind him. Yeah. Um, he definitely looked like a legit wide receiver in the league he Looks looked dynamite. awesome. i know his fantasy finish on the season wasn't great just because he was injured for a you know a big chunk of it but i really like him moving forward he's got a bright future in the league i oof.
1: i agree i'm i'm so excited for him and to try to maybe maneuver him on my roster mm-hmm. but yeah he only played eight games but in those eight games, he was wide receiver 37, and that's including the injured game. Mm-hmm. So, Which
0: is very respectable.
1: For an undrafted rookie, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, now, the quarterback situation there for next year, very much in flux. We've mm-hmm. talked about it a whole bunch. You can re-listen to our previous and we'll episodes. we'll probably talk about
0: it more in the future, let's be honest. <laughs> you
1: bet your ass we will, because we love talking about Ryan Fitzmagic. That's right. Let's say that. Uh, whatever the future holds at quarterback there... I think you will be hard-pressed to find Mm -hmm. another low-end guy shoved into that role. Mm -hmm. He is a wide receiver, too, there. There's Mm -hmm. no reason for him not to be. Absolutely. So uh, he – and I don't – just just quick toss-up here. If you had to right now, based on where you think their draft capital might be for redraft, Mm -hmm. let's say, would you rather have Devontae Parker or Preston Williams?
0: Based on draft capital, I or would you I it? would take Preston Williams. Okay. Just just on draft capital. Because you
1: think Parker's gonna rise up with the fifth year breakout news. Yeah. I, all think, that.
0: I think Parker's probably gonna go in like the third or fourth round. Really? Yeah. I think he's gonna be oh that my high.
1: God. I will have zero of him if that's the case. Oh no, same here. But his finish was Terrific. What, top
0: ten? He was he was number talked about six six, but... I think, on the oh, season. Jesus. Like he yeah, yeah. had a terrific season. Let don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I just I'm not willing to take that chance that that was the real deal. Right. I don't believe it.
1: And we talked about the splits of mm-hmm. how well he did with right. and without Preston Williams. Exactly. And Preston Williams shut that shit down. Mm-hmm. He was leading the, guy, the the team in targets and receptions mm-hmm. up until his injury basically. It was close but he was, he was the top dog. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yes. That's it. That's that's, that's it, the end of man. our show sheet. Holy, we're shit. done talking rookies. That's so many rookies.
0: It was a lot of rookies. But also,
1: I'm just I was so excited to talk about all of them because there's just so much meat on the mm-hmm. bone uh, with when you talk a whole draft class.
0: Absolutely, and especially
1: such a raw draft class and a
0: draft class that was expected to not be as good as it was.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, the, it was a little top-heavy. Well, the, the
0: 2019 class was, was expected to be underwhelming compared to, like, 2018 or the, or the coming 2020, 2020, Can 2021. you imagine this time next so year that yeah, we're going to have to talk exactly. about? Exactly. It's going to be fucking crazy.
1: I, I hope they underperform the 2019 class <laughs> just out of spite.
0: So, yeah, that'll do it for this week. Uh, next week, we've got some Dynasty Talk Uh, be focused strictly on dynasty next week uh doing some roster construction discussion trade strategies maybe some pet peeves with your league mates etc so yeah yeah if if you're new into dynasty or just love dynasty talk specifically that'll be the episode you really want to tune into uh, because that's when we're going to get really into it and
1: We need to dedicate some real time to this. That's right. Not just on the periphery. We need to dig into Dynasty. We know Mm -hmm. a lot of you are Dynasty or Bust. Mm -hmm. You're all about it. Uh, I think we can safely say our personal opinions are leaning more towards Dynasty than anything else as well. So Mm -hmm. it'll be fun.
0: Yep. So until next week, you can find us on the Twitter machine at Drinking Fantasy. Feel free to drop us your drunk trades. Uh, you you will get onto a podcast, a future podcast, if, you, if you do drop that to us.
1: Can I actually surprise you with something? I think we should try and get uh, call-ins for Drunk Trades, too. Oh,
0: that would be great.
1: So we'll work on se- – I'll work on setting that up because I just made this announcement right. out of nowhere. Perfect. <laughs> Either like way, you that. can get on the podcast.
0: Mm-hmm. And you can find me at FF Dusty Dog.
1: You can find me at Jake Trowbridge.
0: Hit us up in our DMs. We'll answer any off-season questions you have, whether it's redraft, dynasty, even keeper to a certain extent. Even though that's not necessarily our forte, but we can help lead you to where you need to be. Okay. Uh, we are here for you twenty-four-seven to answer any of your fantasy football-related questions. Well,
1: hey, I-, I gotta sleep, man.
0: Well that the Twitter machine is available 24-7. Oh,
1: that's true. It's like a voicemail, but from the future. That's right.
0: So, yes, find us on our Twitter handles. And until next week, folks, keep drinking and talking fantasy football.
1: Cheers, FFers.